Welcome to Tackless Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between to another episode of Tackless Radio. And if I sound a little weird or a little wonky, forgive a bitch. I have been traveling. I have been all over the place. But I told myself, I want to make sure that I still feed the children. So we're just going to make a episode. (laughs) We're going to try and put something together. We're going to work this shit out. So happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope you all had a great weekend and a good start to the week. So I am currently in Houston hanging out with my boo thing, David, because he just had a birthday. He turned, I was about to say 23. Yes, he turned 23, bitch. (laughs) Skin supple, soft. Knees working. (laughs) Looks like a baby's bottom. No, but he turned Jesus year 33, so came down to help him celebrate his birthday. So while on the road, I was like, you know what, bitch, we're just going to put something together. And we have great conversations all the time. If you all can recall, we talked about the black community and all of the trauma, generational curse breaking that we can really begin to do with one another. So if you are interested, check that episode out. But he is now back because I'm going to bother the fuck out of him to help me record an episode before we have to jump back into remote work. (laughs) We are multi-talented, multitasking bitches in that way. So hi, David. Hola. (laughs) (laughs) Valentina. I love that shit all weekend it's me valentina anytime i just want my delusion to take hold okay. <laughs> i just i summons the spirits of valentina but me and my friend have been talking about nepotism and i was like "Ooh, this is a really good conversation let's pull the mics out and figure out how we can get this on wax but The reason why this came up is because recently a lot of people have been talking about Jackie Chan and his decision not to leave his fortune to his children. And then recently Anthony Anderson came under some fire because his son is interested in getting into the entertainment industry. And he pretty much told him, you know, sir, if that's something you want to do, go at it. But I'm really not going to give you a handout. And we opened up the conversation by asking ourselves is one that's something that black parents or parents in general should do for their children should they be leaving them wealth generational wealth property investments businesses is that the responsibility of a parent to leave all of that to their children do they get to be selective in which child gets what and should we which we've seen a lot of black parents do Uh, tell our children they got to just get it out the fucking mud. They just gonna have to figure it out on their own because they had to figure it out on their own. So as we open up this conversation, I want to start with the definition of nepotism, which is the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives, friends, or associates, especially by giving them jobs. So friend, do you believe that parents should be leaving fortune, wealth, businesses, investments, property to their children? Is that a responsibility of a parent? Okay, so I will say for me, 
the short answer is yes. Um, just because I don't quite understand the reason why not to. Mm. But I do understand, say, if you got, excuse my language, but like you got a kid that just won't do right, so to speak. I can see you saying like, you know what? You don't deserve this handout, right? But if you got like a kid that's like on a up and up, they doing their things, by all means, do it. However, even if that was a circumstance, say I had one kid and he was a fuck up, hopefully he he lives till he's 50. Yeah. <laughs> like, he'll be in a trust. He'll get things released if I had, you know, absorbance amount of money, right? I, I would leave him things at certain ages, right? Like 35, 40, 45. Now that you told me that horror story about your friend at 25, she left and never came back to the States after yeah. she got her trust. Yeah. Um, I don't want my babies leaving at 25 just because they got a bunch of free money from me. <laughs> right. You got to put some rules around that shit. Because you don't want to look up and all your money got blown in Ibiza. So. <laughs> Not Ibiza. <laughs> Abiza? I think so, right? Abiza. Ibiza. Ibiza. <laughs> Abiza. Okay. So. I, I feel similarly. I feel like it's not wrong if you want to put some parameters around how your children receive the fortune that you have built i think it's smart that if children decide because i don't think we should be forcing children but if children decide if they want to have in on the family business or keep your legacy or your not-for-profits thriving that then they are to receive their money in the form of a salary. Maybe they receive their fortune in the form of a salary. That sounds good. Right, because they're like helping the family not for profit or something of that nature. Like, I get it. I do not see problems around putting parameters and how your children receive it. I think it does make it a little crazy when you just start giving them things. And that's where I think the conversation around a lot of kids of color black families where we feel like our children got to get it out of the mud. Like I suffer, so you have to suffer where when we normally see nepotism babies and nepo babies, which is now like the cool hot term, <laughs> the white families just give that shit away. Like they don't have to necessarily be talented to even put their kids on and therefore they don't struggle financially down the line because they have set up numerous peoples in their families yeah. to be able to get a bag. Where families that are black and brown, because I'm thinking about Jackie Chan and his situation, situation we don't do that as often and it's like why i wish i knew why but when you were saying that it made me think about like i have a very strange upbringing some good bad some interesting things right but one of the things i think about is when my mom was president one of the things that my siblings and i talk about now is like oh we were like oh my mom bought us right mm -hmm. like when my mom was president she was an active mother right she i feel like she put a lot of money into us and that always felt weird. So when I think about nepotism, in, and I think about, like, if my mom had a fortune, part of me, based on my experience that I had, I wouldn't even want my mom to give me that shit. Yeah. Like, in a really weird way, like, when I think about nepotism, like, I don't know, I'm thinking about parameters still, I'm thinking, like, does it mean, like, I have a good relationship with my, my, my parents, or is it, like... Mm. Hey, I'm I'm gonna be a good kid as long as I need to, so I can get the fuck away from these people, mm -hmm. right? Like, but I don't think there's anything wrong with putting your kids on by any means. I think as a parent, it's your job to be supportive. 
Like, I don't think it's like when I think about parameters, I don't think it should be parameters around like you have to get straight A's or you need to be a 4.0 GPA having student before I even th- consider doing these things. Yeah. And I think sometimes when I think about nepotism and why I feel like I don't see it a lot more within black communities is because, like you said, one, they do put us in these positions like you got to get that shit out the mud as well. But I think there's also this very weird thing of like, I'm trying to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. Energy that comes off very manipulative, though. Right. Where like, even though I under part of me understands what Jackie Chan is saying, I don't know him. I don't know his kid. Right. So I don't know if his kid's a fuck up. I don't know if his kid is doing, quote unquote, the right things in life. But that's where it starts to become manipulative. Right. Because like I wish at this big age, my mom was coming to me because I think Jackie Chan's son is like 40 now. Mm-hmm. Like he's older. I wish at this big age at 33, my mom was coming to me was like, oh, so why you not? If she came to my house like, why you didn't feed your dog? Ma'am, if you don't get out of my face, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so when I'm thinking about like Jackie Chan, like I'm not leaving my son as my fortune. He's 40. Whatever mistakes he go make or has made, cool, move on. Cool, you ain't got to leave him everything. But I do think it's weird that it sounds like he has the intention to leave him absolutely nothing. Yeah. Cool. I think you're a fuck up. I don't think you'll do right by it. So I'm not going to give, if I'm worth 40 million, I'm not giving you $40 million, but you know what? Maybe I'll split this up between you get five, your sister gets 10 to 15, depending on whatever circumstances are there. And maybe the rest of it will be put into, you know, maybe charity or ways for your children to get those things later in life. Like my grandchildren will be set up, you know? Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I really feel that when you put so many parameters around just who you are as a person, and if that is going to allow you to be entitled to somebody's fortune, that becomes ridiculously manipulative. If Jackie Chan is kind of like, because I've heard it, if Jackie Chan's perspective is that my son is a fuck up, so I really don't want to leave him nothing, as the parent, that is your prerogative. But what I think a lot of times we don't think about because we are so individualistic, is that if you have some anger or spite towards your children and you leave them nothing, it's not your children only that That you hurt and suffer. It's your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren who you don't know, who you've never met, who you don't have any ill will towards. But that is kind of like a catalyst and kind of like a snowball or what we have been talking about, generational wealth, that you start to hinder. And so sometimes I think if we can really work on putting our money in places where it helps the community, i.e. not just our immediate families, but the families to come, we'll be in a better position. And I don't think we can do that when we tell our kids, more so the black and brown ones who have had to start way behind the start line than white people, it doesn't really help when we tell them that they got to get it out of that they are further than where society already starts. Agreed. Like we already behind the start line. Why the fuck would we take our children and start them even further behind the start line where the white kids come and they put them above the start line? Like, that's what I think. It's that trauma of like that plantation trauma, the ideas around our mental health, the ideas around jealousy and envy because we are individualistic. We are not collective. We are not thinking about the greater good at times. It is, yes. To jump in, no, I I feel, but that's why when I say, I think about things like generational wealth. If I had a fortune, for example, I don't have kids right now, right? 
But if one of my nieces and nephews came to me and were like, Uncle David, I, I really want to get into music. I need $5,000 to like just get in the studio and see if this is a thing for me. Mm-hmm. I can see myself saying, okay, cool. I'm going to give you the $5,000 so we can see, right? Now, if it's good and, and we, we got things to go for, oh, actually, and I, cause I love connecting people, even now when they're not my family. If someone tells me something like, oh, I'm a singer and I know somebody who's looking for a singer, I'm like, oh, by the way, my buddy Benny was actually looking for a female singer. Maybe you should hit him up, right? And if I think about that in the sense of my friendships, I don't see any reason why I would not do that for my family, even if it means... Because what I've learned to understand for me, which is why I think, even though I'm saying I understand the parameters and I would probably have some, I fully would be like, I support you. Whatever you do with this is what you do with it. Whether it's financial means, whether it's a connection I give you, whatever it is. I had a really weird situation where a woman actually got mad at me because she felt like I didn't utilize a connection that she gave me fast enough. Mm. Or in the right way. And I was like, you don't get to determine that for me, right? And it was like, well, y'all young kids, when somebody put y'all on, y'all need to be blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it's a lot. Now, if I put that in the space of my mother doing that, say my mother was in a position where say she knew Quincy Jones or something brilliant like that. And she's like, I'm going to put you in connection with Quincy Jones. And I'm like, great. And I never fucking called Quincy Jones. As a parent, I feel like my mother's response would be, should be like, okay, cool. I gave, I can't force you to drink the water. I gave you yeah. a way to get to the fucking pond. I've even gave you utensils to get the water out. Yeah. But I can't make you go there and I can't make you drink it. And I think when I think about things like Anthony Anderson and him saying what he's, what allegedly is said to his son, let me say that, or his children who want to get an entertainment is like, you're not getting it off my name. Part of me is like, I don't know if I want it off your name, but I still want you to at least connect me. Yeah. I'm willing to work for it. Just help me get to the door. That's what we were talking about. Like, I'm not asking for you to give me the meal, but if you could hand me a potato, maybe like grab grab me an onion so I could start the meal, that would be super helpful. But what what I want us to understand as the elders, and we're thinking about the children coming up behind us, is that it doesn't necessarily mean that we are giving them the handout. Sometimes it's just teaching them the how. And some and that's where I'm sometimes that comes with a handout though. And some and that's where a lot of people are like, I don't want to help you with nothing. I'm not gonna make a phone call. I'm not gonna teach you the game. I'm not even gonna give you the number of my lawyer, let alone put money in your pockets or put you in a room. And I'm like, okay, does that what does that do? Like I think you were asking earlier, like what does that do? for you to have to get it out of the mud that if you were to set them in a position where they had to make a phone, that you made a phone call on their behalf and they still have to get the interview, they still got to get the casting. I mean, I think there's a, that this is such a catch-22 and I think that's why this triggered, this sparked for you, right? It's such a catch-22 because I even think about like, say the idea of making the phone call, right? And you get, the, you, you get in the room, everything's great. Part of it's like, you still got to get the cast and they still got to give you a call back, but then it's like, there are some people in some situations where, and maybe they have anger toward their parents. Like, I don't want my parents to be involved in that way. I don't want them to have to make this phone call, <clears throat> right? While simultaneously also wanting to benefit from whatever connection your parents has, right? It's like, I don't want my parents to make the phone call, but I'm still, I'm still going to call the very same person they were probably going to connect me to, right? Mm-hmm. The difference is I feel like I got it on my own versus my parents providing it for me. However, 
I would much rather if that's my parents' friend, I want you to call them. Even now with my no, you call them. If that's your friend, you call them. Mm-hmm. Set me upright. Mm-hmm. Call your friend. Hey, I got this kid. I think he's talented. By all means, I want you to do that versus me walking in as a complete nobody. Yeah. But that's just me. So if nepotism is a thing, or was a thing for me, who I am today, I would want it. Mm. I would want you to put at least set me up. I don't need you to pay me. I don't need you to go above and beyond. But at least set me up. Get me to the door. Even, hell, if you want to give me the key to open the door, great. Yeah. And I'm willing to do the work to make it happen. Yeah. Put me in a movie. <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, the Waynes family, which I think has done a fantastic job setting up a family business. And I think we were kind of talking about when it came to nepotism. Are there individuals who have kind of set them up as an, as an individual, like they have individual success or their success is through a team or through family. So we were thinking of the Waynes where it's like, if they ever had a child that was like, I want to get into entertainment, they're probably like, we have a business. We have a family business. You can start as a PA, as an assistant. You can grab the coffees. You can read the scripts and do the edits. You're going to start at the bottom. But if you want it to, we have something to help you learn the business, learn the entertainment company and get in from the skin of your teeth. But we are, as a family, creating a, an avenue that if that's something you want to do, it's there. Right. And that, even all the way up until they were adults, I think Marlon did an interview. He talked about when they created Scary Movie. I'm paraphrasing. That I could be completely a little, a little off. But he was like, when he came to them with Scary Movie, Sean was like, it's, it's cool. He was like, but I'm not, I'm not making this. Like, go back and rewrite it. Or it was either that one or Don't Be a Medicine South Central, I Drink Your Gin and Juice in the Hood. One of the two. But he was like, no, go back and do it again. Rewrite it. I wanted, Sean Marlon was like, we rewrote it like 40 or 50 times. He was like, we just wrote so many times because like, Sean wouldn't let us do it unless it was right. And even in that space, right, there are people like, think about how many terrible movies we've seen. Yeah. And you're like, they could have just saved that. Yeah. In no shade, I haven't seen any Wayne's production where I was like, that was trash. Right. It's more so like, damn, these these men, these niggas smart. They're they're (laughs) cultural icons. Yes. In a way that we, I, I hope more people start to see because they deserve all of that credit, but they are cultural icons for the simple fact that even if you are my brother, we're not doing no bullshit around here. We're still putting out good work. And I rather that than people being like, it's bullshit, but they my cousin, so I'm gonna still put them on. But that's still, an, that still falls into the line of nepotism because they still did it under their family, what we're calling their family business. Like yeah. their brother had a full production company. Yeah. And he like, I'll help produce it. Yep. But only if it's right. And even though that's still nepotism, I feel like that goes back to what we're saying around parameters around, like, there's still parameters. Hey, you're my brother. I want you to be on, but I also want it to be good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think, I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but it's like, that's the form of nepotism that I feel like maybe it's because I'm black. that I'm like, I fucks with that. I agree. And I think we don't, sometimes nepotism... When we, I guess when we first hear the word nepotism, it comes off as negative. Like this and privileged right. experience. Because majority of the time, we have experiences of it being the privileged kind, the white kind, where it's kind of like, you already got so many privileges, damn, how many more <laughs> do you need? But I think when we kind of hear the word nepotism, it does come with like an, an aura of negativity. But there's some good in it. I'm just looking at a list of Nepo babies that are black. And I didn't even know that Roxy Roker, who is Lenny Kravitz's mom, 
was an actress in stuff like The Jeffersons and A Different World. Lenny Kravis having a- She was the neighbor. Yes. (gasps) That's his mom. And then Lenny Kravis, being who he is, having a daughter with Lisa Bonet. And then they have Zoe Kravis, who is actually now also an actress. That was just like generational top of generation nepotism where I'm like, we've got some really good talent out here because of this family working for the family. Like this family lineage here. Is that how he met Lisa in a different world because his mama was working there? Now I got questions. I got questions too, but baby, it worked. So like... (laughs) (laughs) It worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. Like, we already know about, like, we know about Tracy Ellis Ross and her mom, Diana Ross. We also know about Evan Ross. You know, I got some cutty last night. (laughs) (laughs) We know about Evan. I got some cutty last night, Ross. Okay. (laughs) And a lot of times we have some positive experiences of, like, parents putting their peoples on. So baby Tate's mom is singer Dion Ferris. Wow, from Arrested Development on their 1992 song, Tennessee. Crazy. We all know about Rashida Jones being Quincy Jones's daughter. We know about Red Foo from LMFAO and his daddy being Barry Gordy. But actually, Barry Gordy got a lot of kids. I was just about to say. Because uh, he also, we got to also go back up because he also got some kids with Diana Ross. Now, that family is... <laughs> a lot going on over there. You know what? Their holiday parties got to be lit. I think I saw a video of them last holiday and everybody's cracking jokes like, you know they got to put on family talent shows every Christmas. Every Christmas, you know you put on a family talent show at the Ross house. Listen, because... (laughs) And everybody doing some of everything. They doing a little singing, a little dancing, a little acting. Oh my God, hilarious. We know about O'Shea Jackson Jr., who was Ice Cube's eldest son, and how he acted his ass off as him in, what was it, Straight Outta Compton. Also, I'm about to shit on myself on this next one before moving on. Did you not know? It never registered to me. Oh my God, did you not know that? You did not know that Alex Alex Isley is the daughter of the Isley brother guitarist Ernie Isley? Yes. It never registered to me. Yes, that's why she has a a voice of a songbird, baby. She got Isley. No, it's. I'm even thinking about the her her music itself. I'm gagged. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I I'm not familiar with Symphony Miller, but that is one of Master P's daughters. And then we're not even going to talk about all the kids that P. Diddy has, because he's going to make sure whatever the fuck you want to do as his child, he's going to make sure that you on. Because I know his two he, oldest sons are in rap. No. Right. His oldest son. His He got uh, the one who looks just like him. I think his name. King. King. Is yes. a rapper. King Combs. Yes. And then the one that's I'll Be Sure that I think is his adopted son. He's an actor. Quincy. Quincy is an actor. So, like, they're doing well, you know? T.I. and his daughter, Zonique, who has a, whose mother is from Escape. We all know Tiny. Love her. Okay. Brian J. White's dad was basketball legend JoJo White. Did not not know. know Did not know. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay, Liz. Right. (laughs) I also was unaware that Nico Parker is one of Thady Newton's children. With O.A. Parker? I, with director O.I. Parker? 
That's why we don't know. His I d- what behind the scenes? Don't know the, the behind the scenes folks, but those be the ones with the real connections. You want to know what's so crazy? I did know this that Coyla Ray's daddy is Benzino. We just found that out because of all the drama they had going on recently. Oh, that was just that was really weird to me. That was really weird when I found that one out. That's how we found it. Uh, Coco Jones' dad being former NFL star Mike Jones. I mean... Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Like, oh, okay. Gorgeous. Gorgeous girl. Yes. Mason Gooding is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. I want to say he's an, he's an actor, right? He looks familiar. What? Now I got to look it up. What has he been in? <laughs> because first of all, Cuba Gooding Jr. and then his brother from Smart Guy. What is his name? Um... I remember his name because I just watched an interview with him and I was like, he has some very interesting views on certain things. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The, the short version of it is um, he talked about how he feels like male comedians have all had to dress up as women to assimilate to success. Mm. Um, and that was just interesting to me when I thought about that and like how strong his... Um, his feelings are about it. Omar. Omar. Omar <laughs> that's his name. That's Omar. His name. Ugh, Omar. That's disappointing. Simone Johnson is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's daughter. Amazing. Oh, and then of course, our favorite bad bitch, Lori Harvey. Listen. <laughs> Lori Harvey, just notable mention just because of the way that she is literally, I feel like for me, even as a man, a queer man, I can't be upset about the way that she moves to the world, the way that she dates. I actually think that is something that more women should do and be okay with because it's like, if you ain't providing what I need to provide, like, why are we here? You heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. <laughs> My favorite, John David Washington. Daddy being Denzel Washington. And I believe that Denzel was one of those parents that was like, I'm going to give you the onions and the potatoes, but I'm not going to give you a meal. Right, figure out. And it has worked out very well for John David Washington. He's a phenomenal actor. I think he's really good. I'm still mad about that one movie he did, but... The one with Zendaya? No. The one movie he did with, like... I think it was him, foreign country, his girlfriend was white, she got killed or some weird mess, and they thought... It was some weird terrorist crap. It was not great. Ooh, I think I kind of remember. Was it the tenant? No, it wasn't the tenant. That was something else. I don't know. I'm mixing it up. And it, hopefully it wasn't really him. But I want to say it was him. My favorite, Maya Rudolph, whose mother is Minnie Rippleton, songstress, songbird. And then that's when I was just like, of course, we we're all very familiar with the Smiths. Will yes. Smith, Jada Pickett Smith, with their very talented and successful children. Well... Thank you, David, for talking about Nepo babies and nepotism, the good, the bad, the ugly, and even talking about some of our favorite Nepo families. (laughs) Because we do got some favorites. And some we did not know that we just learned. Crazy. The the Kravitz family, there's no wrong on any any side. (laughs) It's been sexy since the beginning. Since forever. Forever, Forever. ever. (laughs) Bye, y'all.